lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again, and we have a, a very fun one in store for all of y'all today because we are welcoming back a previous guest on this show, the quintessential diva, Giselle Shaw. Of course, Giselle has been making a name for herself in Impact Wrestling, continuing to prove how much she belongs in the Knockouts division uh, time and time again, challenging for the Knockouts world title, challenging for the Knockouts tag team titles, um, forming a wonderful pairing with Jay Vidal, and now adding Savannah Evans into the mix on the programming there. But more so for the purpose of this conversation, um, a very, very important anniversary coming up for her. You know, June 24th of last year, Giselle came out as trans publicly right around Toronto Pride. And, you know, that anniversary is coming up very quickly. <laughs> uh, and we had the chance to sit down and talk to Giselle about the past year, about, you know, what it's been like um, to have that burden lifted off of her in a way post coming out and to see the success that has followed and you know the changes in in her own life and how how she's been putting her place um in public stature behind advocacy efforts you know especially against the backdrop of you know the continued attempts to criminalize the trans people and trans lives and trans lived experiences and in all different facets that, that we've seen that play out in, in various states across the country. Um, so yeah, I, I, it was a really great opportunity to get the chance to sit down and, and unpack a lot of this stuff with Giselle and, you know, we delve into the diary episode as well, which I, I still feel is a, supremely powerful piece of media that you know should be something that a lot of wrestling fans watch especially wrestling fans who don't have day-to-day -day interactions with with trans people or don't have any true uh, even like base level understanding of what even the most basic facets of the trans experience especially when closeted about it um what those entail for, you know, the, the mental strain, the emotional strain, the constant vigilance that, that is always present there. Um, and that sort of thing. It, it's just amazing. I think that, you know, if you listen to this interview, you should go check out that for yourself. If you haven't yet, if you have go watch it again, <laughs> it still hits hard. Um, every time, every time that I've watched it, it's hit hard. So, um, We'll jump into that conversation with Giselle here in just a second, but I do want to take a moment to highlight um, a pretty awesome moment that occurred over the weekend as well. Um, up in Minnesota, we saw uh, Devon Monroe claim the Wrestlepalooza Championship at First Wrestling uh, at their Wrestlepalooza show. You know, which is, uh, you know, part of that is is their pre Pride party that they do up there as well. A lot of uh, out queer talent on that show. Uh, and Devon kind of stamping his foot down and making sure that you know that he is top dog in first wrestling. It was a really awesome moment to see. The pictures that have been coming out are just to die for. They are so good. We wanted to congratulate Devon on that title win. Uh, just outstanding to see. Um, so now let's jump into my conversation with Giselle Shaw. All right, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. And I'm very pleased to have as my guest this week a returning guest, someone who has a very significant anniversary coming up here for herself uh, on June 24th. We would love to welcome back the quintessential diva of Impact Wrestling. Giselle Shaw, how are you doing today? Yay. Confetti, confetti, confetti. It's Everywhere. It's just all falling. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, is, this, is my cue? What is this happening? No, thank you so much for, <laughs> thank you 
thank you so much for having me again. Uh, I'm really excited to be here and chatting with you again. I'm excited to have you on here again as well. It's it's been a minute Yay. since since we had the chance to sit down and chat. You know, like we it's been it's been a hot minute, darling. Oh God, yes, it has. <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously we. We talked back in August of last year, like, you know, a little bit after you uh, came out at the uh, near the end of Pride Month on June 24th. Um, I had the lovely chance to kind of have a, a moment during WrestleMania weekend with you and just be able to meet face to face for the first time and, and chat a little bit there, which was awesome. But this is this is the venue where I enjoy having you on because we can really like delve in to, you know, stuff with both your experiences in the ring and also the experiences that you've had over the last year or so, because sure. it's, there's been so much that has happened for you in, in the time span since, you know, you went live on Canadian television and, and disclosed your, this part of your identity to the world. Yeah. Um, what is it before we get like delve into specific things, like just taking this year overall for yourself Mm-hmm. What has been your like feeling coming out of of this year? Like, what has been the thing that's kind of stuck with you the most? I think after disclosing my story, the thing that I really just focused the most um, now is just really living my life authentically. You know, generally my true self. I never really had that opportunity to do that when you know when I haven't told my story. So um, just being able to just be me and not care and be unapologetic and, you know, just, I'm just happy and just not caring for other people. I think that's the best, um, that's the thing that I'm focusing on the most. And obviously helping people in the community and raising awareness, you know, empowering, inspiring, hopefully, you know, that they can relate with my story and, it just keeps kicking ass in the ring every single week. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's always the hope, right? <laughs> Hope, hopefully, you know, we don't disappoint. <laughs> no, but but that's that's really awesome to hear, honestly, is that like this has been such a freeing experience for you. And like it definitely came through that when we spoke back in August, it's come through in other th- facets that we've seen you be able to, you know, continue to, to speak about your, your journey and your life and that sort of thing. But to hear that that point specifically, like brings me right back to the, the diary episode that about mm-hmm. you that came out um earlier this year and, you know, speaking to like the, the stress and anxiety of that hypervigilance that is, you know, something that is unique to the LGBTQ community and even more so to the trans non-binary and gender non-conforming community as well. Yeah. Just, I, I feel like watching that and putting that in front of like cis people who are not part of the community right. and having them like, it, it felt like that was like, one of the more straightforward ways of like, no, this is like what we feel <laughs> a lot of the mm-hmm. time. Like this, like this, this fear of being clocked, this fear of people right. like looking, trying to like decipher us rather than actually like getting to know and understand us in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like how, how important was it for you? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, 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 no. Ask your question. <laughs> <laughs> how, how important uh, is conveying like that unique emotional experience that you know trans people endure to the communities that you know would never have a second thought about how they're being perceived at a coffee shop just walking down the street that sort of thing well so you know when when you said that it was very freeing uh, i said this in my diary that it was really quite liberating for me you know my whole entire life, I've always just, it's like this feeling of, I can't go to a restaurant and not just enjoy the moment that I'm having with these people that I'm with, you know? I always go out no matter where I go before and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, can do people, can, can they tell? Do, like, do they know? You know, I'm always constantly like in high alert. Like, it's so crazy because you know, it's like, it's super scary that 
you hear so many stories about people, um, you know, going on dates, for example, you know what I mean? Or just meeting new people in general, like that stresses me out so much because I'm trying to hide, you know, like my little secret. And I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know if they know, you know, and I'm, I'm supposed to be acting the way, you know, quote unquote, women are supposed to be acting and stuff, whatever. Cause I'm just like, oh my God, like, is this, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's, and then in the back of your head, you're thinking, if these people know, and then these people are bad people, then I don't know, like, are they going to beat me up? Or are they going to do something worse, you know, to me? So, and that's just not my experience, you know, what I mean, it's other people's experiences as well. So um, I think it's really important to tell my story in a diary that this is what I go through, you know, every single day for the longest time in my life, you know, so that people can actually understand that and hear it from my perspective, because just because I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Like I'm having the best day ever. You know, people don't really, people don't know how I feel and they don't know how people in the community feel. So I think that's, you know, I, I think it was really important for me to say that um, and be vocal about it so that it is, you know, it's a reality check for people that, you know, like, like, let's say, for example, some people go, you know what, um, trans people are, yada, 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 insert negative connotation there. I'm not going to say it myself. Yeah. But yeah, and then I go, you know what, like, don't you guys think that I wanted to be born, quote, unquote, normal, uh, what society thinks what normal is as well? Like, don't you think that I like, did you think I woke up one day and go, you know what? I really, I really want to go through all this hardship and be bullied and be, you know, um, and just feeling on the edge all the time. Like, no, I, I, I don't, you know? So um, I think it's really important to just be understanding and, and caring for people because, you know, whether you are in the community or where you're, whether you're not, like we're all human beings. And I think the most important thing is just to be loving and caring for one another because we're all humans. No, you're spot on there. And and yes, we all we all actively chose to to take that very, very thorny road of having everyone look down on us and, and discriminate against us just because mm-hmm. that. Yeah, to- I, I hate I hate like that sort of <laughs> that argument from people in those conversations. It's like like, no, like we like this is just who we are. Like <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And and no one should be derided for, for that. No one should have to have their head on a swivel 24-7 because no, of that no. at all. No. And and I and, feel like and that's been amazing to just not feel that way anymore and not care and not just to be able like after I disclose my story, it's like there's there's just this feeling of just, you know, it's like a huge like all right, you know what? Like I did it. I, I told my story and it's there. And then, but then it was also like, oh my God, now people know. And it's like this anxiety of, you know, my phone blowing up and I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't know what's happening, you know? And then you go in your head that you think, are they, is it positive? You know, is it negative? Is it whatever, you know? And you get a little mix of both and, you know, and, and sometimes we focus on the negative, but it's so important to just, really you know in ratio there's probably one negative message over like I don't know 50 positive messages and you know we as humans sometimes focus on the negative but I think it's really important to just think in a bigger picture and there's a lot more people out there that are supportive and kind and and that's what we need to focus on was that something that you that you struggled with personally like not necessarily in like the the time span that we that we're talking about mm-hmm. here the last year but like just in general um kind of I, having that little bit of negativity to focus on yeah you know there's always like, i've always felt like oh my gosh this pe- this person has said something you know negative about me uh you know like what am i going to do they've said something nasty and i do forget sometimes you know that like i said it, it for one negative message, there's 50 positive messages and I need to focus on the positive. And, you know, it has been a journey for me to start letting go and be like, yeah, you know what, no matter 
what your gender is, what your sexuality is, what your race, whatever you are. And there's always going to be somewhere, someone somewhere out there that's going to be unhappy about what you do. It's just because they always just want to be relevant and they want to be included in the conversation. And you know, at the end of the day, like who cares? And if I live rent free on your head, then you know what, honey, that's on you. <laughs> love it. Oh God, it's so good. <laughs> I, lo I love that attitude about things. And I feel like a lot of the community has taken that attitude uh, in yes. internally in that way. Like obviously there are still many obstacles that that mm -hmm. we are facing right now obviously the growing political climate against you know trying to criminalize so many different facets of of trans people's lives mm -hmm. um and you know it's just obviously like it continues to be an immense frustration to see that and especially in certain areas of the country um mm -hmm. areas that impact runs at times Definitely. um but one thing from from the past year that stood out to me, and, and we talked a little bit about this last August because, um, you know, y'all were running in Dallas at that time. You've since gone back to Dallas uh, in another way to speak at the opening ceremony of the uh, the Gay Softball World Series down there. Um, what was that experience like for you to kind of be put in front put in front of a a group like that that you know another group of lgbtq advocates in a way but they're all they're doing it by their participation in this massive uh event focused on the community uh it was so it was such a great experience and such an honor you know to be a part of that let alone like speak you know at the event uh it, it is you know it's quite major for me because I've always had this mentality of you know what like I'm just going to be quiet I'm going to be timid and I'm going to be you know quote unquote under the radar and and just mind my own business to you know uh, it's like this big leap of me being you know what I'm going to use my voice I'm going to use my platform and do as much as I can to really shed a light to what's important you know um in life and in the community so that uh, we're, you know, I, I'm supporting as much as I can. And, you know, I've always said that I'm not an activist because like, I, I don't think that I am, you know what I mean? And I feel like I am more of an advocate for stuff. Um, I feel like people, under, in my opinion, okay, I don't want to get hate for this, but in my opinion, I feel like as an advocate, people listen to you more because I'm educating people. You know, I'm not, I'm not telling them like, this is what I think and you need to believe this, you know? And so for me, it's more of like, okay, like w what are your qualms? Let's hear it. This is my, you know, my knowledge, my experience. I'll hear you, you hear me. And then, you know what, at the end of the day, if you still can't, you know, accept it, then so be it, you know, we tried and that's all you can do is try. And, you know, people are going to be set in their own ways, but you know, I went on a tangent again, um I yeah you know it was it was such a great experience um at the world softball gay series or I'm sorry I'm, I'm like I'm totally butchering that I am so sorry <laughs> but yeah but you know what it was it was such a great experience everyone was just so friendly and loving and you know it's really nice to have a community just get together and you know and just and just be supportive with one another and loving and um, you know, in a, in a place where they are hateful and, um, and that's just, you know, us kind of saying like, meh, you know, to hell with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and I, I think that that's something that can be much appreciated coming out of those moments, right? Like, you know, yeah. we, especially like in like the larger scope of pro wrestling like we've seen you know pro wrestling and and sport used as a way of advocacy used as a way of you know either like raising money for organizations or bringing awareness to communities or speaking out against power um in a, in a lot of facets and and it feels like that's you know it's 
definitely becoming something that that you are you seem to be getting more and more comfortable with doing um like wh where where do you f do you feel because okay there can be a lot of pressure from mm -hmm. other people in the community whenever they see someone in a place of prominence and you know they look for representation but they also look for like leadership on an advocacy level mm -hmm. in a way right and you know sometimes people can just have that kind of thrown onto them in a way and not necessarily know what to do with it or be comfortable with it in a way like obviously right. since coming out there's been the, the pro wrestling world um lgbtq fans within the pro wrestling world have definitely elevated you excuse me have definitely elevated you um mm -hmm. to that sort of status in a way like how comfortable do you feel like personally with with that occurrence so at first you know i definitely thought oh my gosh i don't want to be you know i don't want to be a poster child i don't you know because i've always said this to people and i still believe to this day that being you know being gay being trans being lesbian just being in the community like that's not a gimmick that's who i am as a person this is my life so um in the beginning there definitely were you know a lot of people that maybe tried to push me in a way where again leading into an activist thing where it's like oh my gosh yes you know like you have this platform and stuff and so you then now have this responsibility and task to be you know forefront but then i think about it and i go no um i have a voice this is my platform and i'm going to use this the way like the way I see fit, you know, um, it doesn't mean that I, you know, I, I agree with everyone's opinions and stuff, you know, like I have my own opinions, um, but I would never, um, like I said, I would never be an actor, you know, I, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, like you need to believe this and stuff. Like, I think it's so important to just listen. Like we as people don't really, we don't listen to comprehend we listen to respond. And I think that's what's the issue, you know? And um, and for me, with having such a huge platform, you know, um, globally, I like, for me, it's so important that it's, you know, it's such a huge responsibility to not put the wrong foot forward, as they would, you know, as they would say. Um, so I always, I always watch, you know, what I say, what I, would I um, like as much as authentically as I can be, but also without damaging the community and actually, you know, um, sh shining the community like in a positive light rather than a negative connotation. Mm. To that, to that end, like knowing this place that you hold with, with the community that, you know, mm -hmm. doesn't engage with pro wrestling, like, what has the experience been like for you over the last year to kind of interact with fans and have that fan response to you, whether it be like at meet and greets or at events or just like, I don't know, like out and about when somebody recognizes you, <laughs> like, yeah. like it, what has that been like? It's so shocking to me because, um, you know, when, before I disclosed, right. I, I watched the knockouts, the divas. Um, I, I was really inspired with them growing up. So I said, I've always wanted to be, you know, I've always wanted to be like them. And um, because of the reach that, you know, that they had, the inspiration, the, um, you know, the, like, they just made me want to be like them. But I never really got to, how do I say this? I never really related because there was no representation. Right. So for me, it's so important to be a representative, you know, a rep representative in the community for people that, you know, are still young watching the product and maybe they see me and they go, you know what? Yeah, I'm going through the exact same thing so they can relate. So um, I think it's, uh, it, it, it's crazy because now that I've disclosed my story, I never thought how big of a reach I had with my story. And so people come to me at signings and they're just like, thank you so much, you know, for everything that you've done, for shining a positive light in the community. And 
um yeah like it's so crazy like to me like it you know it, it just it boggles my mind still <laughs> like when I talk about it because I never I never um I never noticed that you know like I didn't think it was like I would touch so many um lives I guess in a way um I've always just thought like okay you know what like who cares you know what I mean who cares about me being trans and stuff and whatever like you know like it, it's again it's not a big deal to me it's my lifestyle and then I forget that I'm not just doing this for myself like I'm doing this for other people as well no it, it could definitely be one of those like realizations that just like kind of like slowly dawns on you it kind of brings you back to like when you were talking about like one of the whole impetus for um your coming out like at Wrestlemania last year you know and like yeah. having that fan come up to you and like share their experience and just uh -huh. feeling like within yourself just being like I I don't know if I would like talk about this in this moment like do yeah. it, like looking back on on that experience at, at WrestleMania and and seeing what that has ultimately informed like going forward now like mm -hmm. how do you feel like your relationship with with the pro wrestling fan base has has changed um so last year at WrestleMania you know I talked to you about that fan who uh wanted to share her experience with me and then I was like oh I'm I'm so freaked out because I have not told my story at, and you know and this is my workplace and I'm like oh my god I'm freaking out you know to you know a year later uh within the year you know it's just I got comfortable speaking about it and it's just it is normal to speak about it and the more that we speak about it the more that it's normalized and you know uh, I, I love the fact that there's so many fans now that come up to me and they talk about you know um whether it's them in the community or whether it's a family member and or like a loved one in the community you know and i it, it, it's just nice to just have that conversation with people and then not feel um pressure of oh my gosh like people are going to talk about this and i don't want to be here you know and yeah it's just it, it's so exciting and i love it you know I, I i love that people are able to share their stories with me now and i get to share my story and then we just relate with each other's stories and you know, and, and, and just so much love from the community, the, the community itself and the wrestling community. And I just, I love it. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the ring. We're just going to take a quick break here to let you know uh, ways that you can support the show. And say thank you to some very rad people that help make this show uh, as amazing as it is. Um, first off, if you would like to support the show, we are on Patreon now. Patreon.com slash LGBT Ring Pod. Multiple tiers there for everyone that feels so moved to support this show. We've got numerous people. Uh, patron benefits over there uh, including bonus shows that are going to be coming out on a monthly uh, round table of those sort of things so uh, definitely go over and check us out uh, again patreon.com slash lgbt ring pod every single dollar that is uh, pledged there to support the show is very very humbling and we thank you we also have a, a merch store over on Brainbuster Tees. Go to brainbustertees.com and search LGBT in the ring. Uh, we got t-shirts, tank tops, all kinds of good stuff. And, you know, always looking at some new things as well. But uh, definitely check us out on Brainbuster Tees there as well. You can follow the show on social media as well. We're everywhere um, that we have accounts. We're at LGBT RingPod. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, co-host <laughs> Mastodon, whatever we're there. Uh, so follow the show there. You can follow me at Wonderboy OTM on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. We also want to give a huge thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme, uh, Formula Six 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 from the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, or you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp. Another great way to support the show uh, is over at independentwrestling.tv. Check out IWTV 
for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. You can use our code LGBT ring pod or visit uh, the URL tinyurl.com slash IWTV LGBT. And uh, whenever you, uh, as long as you use that code to open your account and keep that active, we get a kickback from IWTV. So your subscription to watch all the great wrestling that we talk about on this show uh, goes to support the show as well. Thumbs up there. Of course, if you want to read more of my pro wrestling writing, you can check out outsports.com. And if you are into video games, I also co-host a video game news uh, Twitch stream every Monday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's called the Mr. Video Game Super Show. Um, I co-host that with uh, two dear friends and Twitch streamers, uh, Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin. Um, just run through the, the week's gaming news or we throw on a game and play and just have fun and be dumb. It's it's great. But uh, you can check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over at twitch.tv slash Entertainment. Sun like the star. With that said, let's get back to the show. Well, speaking of sharing your story, like I, I want to go back to to the diary episode again because I I really do feel like it's such a powerful piece. Not just because of you know what what you speak to about your your own experience, but like seeing the reactions and and the comments from some of the others that are that are featured in there as well. Like whether it be like your sister and just like see like the how the 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 family relationship has grown, you know, and 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 throughout your your experience in this but then you know to see someone like like a Mia Yim or like a yeah. uh, like Scott Demore like talk about like having that switch click for them and and having just the the smallest bit of understanding about your your day-to-day existence in a way and it this all kind of kind of gathers into a, a piece that you know I think opens the door for people that either like don't don't know a trans person in their real mm-hmm. real day-to-day life or you know are not trans themselves to actually kind of understand a bit about like the negativities of the of like the trans mm-hmm. life life experience um through your story but also the highs the, the incredible positivities that come like post coming out for you in a way like even not necessarily just posted coming out for you because like you were already an accomplished pro wrestler at that point like you had proven like your skill in that way but then you know Giselle Shaw out of the ring like it it felt like there was like a like a a new life kind of like breathed into Mm -hmm. you in a way from what that from what came across there what was your um kind of takeaway from from the diary episode for yourself and like what was your thought process and like okay this is like a major moment for me to actually share even more than I've already shared about my own experience so my takeaway from that diary is you know I it's it's the huge responsibility that you know I don't want to say that I'm taking because I don't, but it's just to be able to share my story, I'm doing it so that other people can understand, you know? And I think like when you said, oh, like, you know, um, Mia or, or whoever else, you know, get to understand like what's going on in my mind. I think like we as humans just need to listen and really understand and go, oh, like, why is this person acting the way they are? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think this is a, you know, a tr- like a trans or lesbian or whatever you are. I think it's just human, you know, human being. Like, <laughs> we're all humans. So I think that, you know, the, the, the takeaway from that is, like, just understanding one another because someone could be having, like, a really tough day and you don't know, you know? And then you're you're saying, like, why is this person being such a the odds <laughs> you know and <laughs> and then you go okay like maybe they're going through some stuff or maybe like you just you never 
no. You know, so I think like the biggest takeaway is just to understand and understand people and really just be caring from that. And um, and for my own takeaway is, you know, it's it's for the next generation. And I need to remember that all the time, that whatever I do going forward is that I'm representing a community and I want people to, you know, feel comfortable to have the conversations, like those hard conversations, because those are the most important conversations we should be having. That's how we, you know, keep going forward. And that's how we get educated. If we don't talk about that, then it's just, you know, you're not going to open people's minds and um, having a diary out there, having my story out there, hopefully people, you know, whether you're in the community or not in the community, have a better understanding of what, you know, a person like me goes through every single mm. day. No. And, and I think, the point you bring up about just the human experience, like that is the larger kind of scope that mm -hmm. we look at because like, yes, the trans, like trans experience, queer experience, like all of these things are subsets of that. They're distinct, like pattern, like not patterns, but like distinct journeys that, that people yeah. take on. And even those all break down individually for people. Right. But it all comes back to just wanting to be treated like a human being. Yeah. You know, and... like, you're a person like I don't like I don't think I need to treat you any other differently because you know like um like actually when when I told one of my friends um you know my secrets at the time and I was like oh yeah like I just want to talk to you about this because you're one of my best friends and you know and I want you to to know like I I feel like I'm lying to you but here's my secret I'm trans and she goes okay like you're not that special if you want me to like give you like the positive <laughs> you know and it should be like that it's like okay cool like awesome like on to the next thing you know and it yeah. should just be like that you know like we're just we're all we're all human beings that's that's you know that's my takeaway for the day we're all humans and <laughs> just we just need to respect one another and you know as long as you're not hurting anyone like i really don't care what you're doing you know like why does it affect my life mm -hmm. No, exactly. And I think that's one reason why I really enjoy like getting back to the wrestling aspect of all this, the presentation mm -hmm. of yourself and Jay whenever that first started up uh, and now adding yeah. Savannah into that mix now too, because like, yes, the people that are in the know know that like you and Jay being paired together was something that we have not seen in major televised pro wrestling, like two out members of the LGBTQ community just getting together. Wait, he's, the, he, he's from the community. <laughs> yeah, Jay. No, I was about to say what? Like, yeah, right. Who would have thought? What, what, block, what block does he live on? <laughs> you almost, you almost got me there. Just... <laughs> no, but like, but like people that that know, like, no, but it, the presentation on screen of you and Jay, like, it's not steeped in that it's not presented as a look at the lgbtq people right it's look at giselle look at jay look at their personalities coming together in a way that is highly entertaining by the way mm -hmm. like the way you Thank two you. just feed off of each other is like so good <laughs> what talk to me about like whenever you learned like that about that pairing happening and like how have you kind of approached that idea of like well yes we are two members of the community but in the same way that that does not define everything about us, like how how is we are, are we going to translate that to a pro wrestling presentation? So at first, I you know like they they brought Jay in in Vegas, and then they go, hey, you know what, Jay's going to manage you, you know, to the ring. I've never had a manager before, so I was like, okay, yeah, cool, like that's awesome. And then you know, um, in the in like I'm going to be honest, in the back of my head, I was like are they putting us together because we're both from the community? Like, I'm not really quite sure. Like, is this just a thing? You know what I mean? But, um, you know, and then I thought like, wow, like this is really powerful. You know, this is something that, that hasn't been done. So, you know, what's better than one voice, two voices in the community, you know? So I think that's that, that it was, it was really great that they paired us up together. Um, like you said, he and I, 
you know, um, like banter and bounce off each other. And, you know, like, like we just get it, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's been, it's been amazing working with him and, you know, um, we just really want to represent the community as best as we can. And um, hopefully like we're not disappointing, you know, because like, as I've said in this uh, interview, like it's such a huge responsibility. But almost that it's not like we asked for the responsibility, but having that huge platform, like the responsibility, you know, it's like almost like the crown falls in your head. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's not like that. I that that I that you, we we chose, you know, to be that. But sometimes, like the responsibility just falls into your hands, and you know, it's it's up to us what we do with it. And um, yeah, you know, and it's not like. We really don't want to come across and be like, oh my gosh, like, look, it's the, it's the community, you know, it's like, no, like we're wrestlers. Like, yeah, it's not a gimmick, you know? So um, we, we work really, really hard to just be ourselves and just be, you know, um, as funny or as nasty as we can be. Like, that's, that's what you're basing us on. Not the fact that we, you know, are trans, well, I'm trans and he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, but... I'm like, no, he's not trans. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, it, yes, it's it's all about like balancing that out and not being solely defined by by one aspect of it. That being said, though, I do love like just the pure like um like RuPaul's Drag Race after show energy that I get most of the time from the way that that y'all interact with one another on screen. So like it's it's so good, um, but. It's sticking with that a little bit here. Like obviously last year you came out um on the 24th near the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And as we were talking before we started recording here, like your first match after that was at Against All Odds. And earlier this month at Against All Odds 2023, you had the chance to step into an impact ring for the first time during Pride Month after yeah. coming out. And you know. Obviously, like there's a long span of time in between those two moments, but I can imagine that there was a a sense of of specialness to that in a way, like given what you've experienced over the last year or so. Like, what what was your thought process like looking at that moment of like, yes, I have this big tag team match with like you know Diana and and Trinity mm -hmm. at this point, but but at the same time, like this feels like at least from the outside looking in that it would be an incredibly special moment for you yeah you know um like you said it is my first time you know uh stepping into the ring during pride month i think that they should do they should make i guess all odds just my pay-per-view you know what i mean <laughs> um <laughs> happened last year happened this year both tag teams uh, during pride month hey it's a giselle shaman's um, yeah, but no, it's, um, it's such an honor to represent the community, you know, uh, in, in that level. And, you know, my first match last year was more of, you know what, this is the first time I'm stepping back into a ring after disclosing my story. So, um, it was more of, Hey, you know, it was more uh, focused more on, um, my, my my story I guess my disclosing as you would say but stepping in the ring this year was you know first and foremost we have Diana who's just very doc decorated knockouts you know and we have Trinity who's just a huge superstar as well and then to step in the ring um with them was amazing you know and and, and here's the thing too right like I I, I know you mentioned the whole, it's, you know, it, it's Pride Month and stuff, but I never really, you know, I never, never thought about it that way because I just thought that, you know what, it's, 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 a, it's a match. Like, I never, ever want it to be like, oh my gosh, like, here we are, here's another women's match, or here's the trans person going to the ring for her, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know what, like, that's, that's behind us. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just a wrestler <laughs> standing in front of the ring, wanting to be accepted. <laughs> just kidding. That was like the horrible, like Notting Hill um, reference, but um, yeah. 
But you know, um, yeah, I think I, I looked at it more as like it was a huge match for the knockouts, and um, and it just so happens to be on Pride Month, and it just so happens to be that there's a trans wrestler in that match, and um, yeah, and we killed it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you definitely, definitely did, and um, I could, yeah. I could, the, seeing like the 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 process of like you know that. There's always like that initial burst whenever you're whenever from coming out, and then you know to gradually like have that subside a bit and better understand like where you want to place yourself within this world, like what you want to do with like you know your position within that sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. hearing that description of like those two moments for you really feels like it encapsulates that evolution in a way. Yes, most definitely. I feel like I've you know like you said, evolved, right? And, and, and grew and matured as a person. And, you know, I think part of it is that, yes, I told my story last year, but also I have to move forward from that. And I feel like that's what we need to do as, you know, people is that we can't be stuck with the past. You know, the past is what makes us, but it's what you do going forward with it. That's the most important thing. So, um, you know, so that's why it's important for me to, you know, going in that match and against all odds, just being like, you know what, like, this is a match for me. This is not just, you know, um, like I said, just move forward, you know, from, from um, like being trans is just a part of who I am. And that's not, that's not what defines me as a person, you know, and, um, and I just focus on having great matches and, you know, hopefully winning some titles soon. <laughs> hey, I'm right here for you. I want to see some gold uh on your shoulder. <laughs> so thank I'll, you. I'll be eagerly awaiting that moment there. But um it's it's awesome to I mean, be... Oh sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, like, I mean I'm a diva and stuff in order, so I don't know if it's gonna be on my shoulder. I'll probably just have Jay or Savannah carry it or something. There you go. Like, there you go. Oh no, darling. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what you have, have friends for. That's what you have a yes, group. Exactly. Yes. It's like I don't need to carry that. <laughs> Well, Giselle, it's been awesome getting the chance to sit down with you again. It's been an amazing year to kind of watch your your growth over that time and, and the work that you've been doing in, in you know, highlighting the community and and continuing to build yourself. And I'm excited to see where the next year, two years, three, all the years that go for you. And um, always welcome back here on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me again. I really appreciate it. And yes, um, whenever you know, whenever you feel like you want to have me again, I'm always, I'm always here for a chat. So. There's, there's always a distinct sparkle that comes when Giselle Shaw comes on, on the show. Let everybody know the where they can. Spotlight, darling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let everybody know where they can uh, find you online. So I, you can find me on Instagram, on um, Twitter, and TikTok at Giselle Shaw zero eight. And then I also have a Facebook page, Giselle Shaw. Awesome. Thank you again, Giselle. (laughs) Thank you. My thanks again to Giselle for taking the time to come on the show and share a bit about her experiences over the last year um, post coming out. It's it's really um, wonderful to see that reclamation of power and putting it into um, good use through supporting the community and, you know, being a outstanding positive figure for representation, such a strong figure for representation as well. Um, Yeah. It's really awesome to see and cannot wait to see uh, what she continues to do in impact and beyond. I know she has a, a, a championship match down in new Texas pro coming up pretty soon down there for their women's championship. And, you know, I know she still regularly pops up at Greek town up in Toronto uh, from time to time. So plenty of places to catch Giselle Shaw uh, going forward and to continue to see her uh, build on what she already is doing. Um, also, she's going to be on the Amazing Race Canada, <laughs> so <laughs> you get her on the reality TV portion of your viewing as well there. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week, though. Before we go, though, I do want to say um, that if you 
if you love the show and you want to support us, you can do that over at uh, patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod. Join the roster of lovelies that uh, gets shout outs on every episode of this show, as well as access to bonus shows. We have the first episode of Oops All Fun Ones, a show where we talk to progressing figures about their passions beyond the ring. That first episode with Anton Voorhees, who talked a lot about Legend of Zelda, talked a lot about Final Fantasy. Um, just a, a really fun conversation. And this month we have an, a new show debuting called Required Reading, um, which is myself and my very good friend and, and constant collaborator, uh, Hollis, um, who's guested on this show before. You know, we talk about we 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 kind of have a conversation between wrestling and media on on this show. You know, I pick a match that I feel like uh, people will need to see or fits that idea of required reading, and then Hollis picks a film um, that fits that criteria as well. And they and the two kind of have a conversation um, between one another, and we sit down and, and we talk about you know. The tie, what ties these things together, and and all of that fun stuff. I mean, i.e., we're putting our English degrees to use. <laughs> I guess you could say. Um, but we previously announced that the first match that's going to be discussed on that show is uh, Pero versus Afi Last Daddy Standing from Fear the Gay Agenda back in 2021. And I can say now that the film that we're going to be pairing with that. Um, as chosen by Hollis <laughs> is uh, John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. So that's going to be a really interesting conversation, I feel like. And I am very excited to have it, i.e., because, of course, that match is a, a great one to start off with. It's, a, it's an awesome match that I love revisiting from time to time. And at least for me personally, and, and I can speak for Hollis as well, we both had the thing in our like top five movies of all time. So, and there's so much to dissect with both of these in a way. So I'm, I'm really excited about that show. That's going to be coming um, here uh, near the end of June for all of the people that subscribe at the $5 tier. And of course, if you subscribe to the $3 tier, you join the roster of lovelies to get shout outs on this show. So you will join the likes of Alex E., Val Capone and Jerry Legend, who we thank for being members of the roster of lovelies on this show. Well, that is going to do it for us this week, but come back next week. We will be continuing our journey through the queer side of pro wrestling on this show. And I absolutely adore it. Also keep an eye out for the next episode of grit and glitter because, uh, there might be a guest on that show that is very familiar to listeners of this one. Um, anyway, with all that being said, y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible. Same goes for monkeypox. And thank you, AC Mac. Bye. See me to deal with the demons